0: This week, the Lord has been speaking to me about things that are to come. Now, as someone who walks with the Lord, I believe that the Word teaches that Jesus is returning. I believe that. wholeheartedly. But One of the things that the Lord has been showing me this week is that that is something that is up here, but it's not fully here. I'm not fully living like Jesus is about to return. I mean, I know that he is, but I'm not fully living my life in that way. If I believed that Jesus was coming next week, there are a lot of things I would totally forget, and there are some things I would fully focus on. Some of the things that I would fully focus on is being straight up with people that I know and love, are you following Jesus, or are you living for something here? Because when people look at my life, they will see that I'm partly living for the Lord, but I'm also partly living for this life. Because I know Jesus is coming, but to be honest, my heart doesn't believe it's this week. And so I'm kind of preparing for the things that are going on. And the Lord began to speak through a couple scriptures to me. And one of them was, I believe it was uh, 2 Timothy. It was one of the Timothys where Paul is speaking to Timothy and he says, well, let me go to it so I get it right. Second 2 Timothy 2.4, it's not the main passage. But he says, soldiers don't get tied up in the affairs of civilian life. For them, they cannot please the officer who enlisted them. And I started thinking about that. You know, it wasn't long ago that the Lord really called me to get beyond these walls and, and to really get out among people outside of these walls to have an impact. But one of the things I found is that I'm somewhat more minded on the things that are going on in the world right now, more so than what the Lord wants to do. And so i will speak about some of those things because maybe you're in the same place. My spiritual father, he lives in California, he sent me a video uh, this week of a pastor who had a dream. And I don't think it's anything that anyone here has seen. Uh, I've seen some others floating around. This one was different. But in the dream, the pastor talked about three pastors that he saw kind of up above everything. And during the events that were going on, they were just silent. And the events that were going on were very destructive. There was a lot of chaos going on. And he talked about how that is preparing to increase among us. Now, whenever I hear someone that I don't know talk about a dream, I'm very cautious because I don't know them. I don't know their walk with the Lord, I I don't know their agendas and so on. But as he began to share this, I thought, you know, that does make a lot of sense. But then he began to talk about how we are in the last times. And you hear that a lot, okay? And we could very well be. Are we? I don't know. But here's something that the Holy Spirit began to prick my heart with as I began to listen to him. As he began to talk about the chaos that was going on, here's where my mind went. My mind did not go to, are we in the last times, and who do I need to share Jesus with? My mind went to, how do I protect myself, and how do I make sure that the lives of my children growing up are the way that I want them? That's where my mind went. Now, it's not a bad thing to want to provide for my kids and to want my kids to have a good life, but here's the problem. When I am focused on those kinds of things, I'm not focused on, do the people around me know Jesus, and am I focused on Him? You see, I get distracted. I get distracted with what's going on and how things are going to develop instead of just focusing on the Lord. And again, what the Lord began to show me is, I believe He's coming back. But, but here's part of the problem. I have this idea that somehow I'm going to know that it's about to approach, that that I'm going to be aware of it, and it's not going to catch me by surprise. But when we look in the Word, the Word over and over talks about it catching people by surprise. And the Lord has shown me over and over that (laughs) I do get caught by surprise. For those of you who've ever gone fishing, ever done any kind of hunting, whenever I'm doing something like that, I always have the sense that I'm going to know when something's about to happen. I'm going to know when the big fish is headed my way and I'm going to be ready. I'm going to know when that deer is headed my way. I'm not going to be sleeping. I'm not going to be distracted. There's just something inside of me that's going to be like, I think something's about to happen. But you know what I find? Over and over, I'm caught off guard. As I've patrolled the streets around here, looking for you speeders and texters, I've always had the sense that I'm just gonna know when you're about to come around the corner. But every time I have this sense that I'm, it's about to happen, it doesn't. And then when I'm off dreaming about donuts. All of a sudden, there you are. And I catch myself thinking, wait, did I really see that? What just happened? And what the Lord is showing me is that when it comes to Him returning, if I'm not focused on Him, that's exactly what can happen. Is I can find myself not ready. Are we in the last days? I don't know. But what if we are? What if, Life as we know it never returns. Are you okay with that? Are you okay? Because see, it bothers me. Montana's getting ready to head off to college, and I want her to have all of those experiences. But what if it never happens? What if Jesus comes back and and, and that's it? And I think about the other experiences my other kids are getting ready to have, and and it's really... I mean, I, just straight up, I'm not thinking about myself. Because as far as myself is concerned, it's like, I'm ready. I want to be with Jesus. There's really not much more that I can think of on this earth that I really am longing to experience other than watching my kids and maybe even grandkids someday. That's what I'm focused on. But when I think about them, I, I want them to experience things. But what if that's not in God's plan? What if God's plan is He's getting ready to return? That grabbed my heart, because if I knew that I knew that he was getting ready to, I would be doing different things that I'm doing. My mind would be focused on different things than it's focused on. The scripture I want to look at is 2 Peter chapter 3. In the previous chapter, Peter had been talking about a lot of deception that was going on. Deception that was going on among people who were teaching false things. And as uh, Shane was talking about earlier, um, death doesn't come in the appearance of death. Death comes in the appearance of life. And Peter was talking about some of that. So many of the deceptive things that the enemy wants to teach, they come in the appearance of of life. And then after that he goes into chapter 3 and he really begins to focus on living for the return of Jesus and living that out. Not just, you know, intellectually believing it and thinking, yes, someday way off far in the future it's going to happen and when it does I'm going to kind of know it and I'm going to kind of adjust my life and I'm going to be ready. That's not what the scripture teaches. In verse 3, that's where I want to begin, verse 3. I'm not going to read through the whole chapter, but probably a good portion of it. It says, most importantly, I want to remind you that in the last days, scoffers will come mocking the truth and following their own desires. They will say, what happened to the promise that Jesus is coming again? From... Before the times of our ancestors, everything has remained the same since the world was first created. Now, I don't believe that I am uh, mocking the truth. And I don't believe that I'm fully following my own desires. But as I look at that, this, there's some of this in me. There's some of this that says you know what, we've been going on all this time, and yes, I believe that Jesus is returning, but we're probably going to be here for a while longer, so I need to try and provide for the time that I'm here in the best way that I know how. And I get focused in that way. And when I get focused in that way, I'm not really focused on what God has called me to and what God has called all of us to, which is making disciples making disciples. You see, right now, we see division all around us over all kinds of different issues. We, we're, just, we're just very divided. And as we're very divided, we've all got thoughts and opinions, right? And we've all got thoughts and opinions on what's best and what's best for us and what's best for people around us. But here's the thing. If we jump headlong into that and we get too wrapped up in it, what happens is we start pushing a lot of people away from us. And here's one of the things that the Lord's showing me. The Lord has not called me to just make disciples of people who think like me. I want you to think about that for a second. Has the Lord called you To only make disciples of people who think like you. Because if he hasn't, I need to be careful of how I live my life. That I'm not too wrapped up in the things of this world so that I'm pushing all kinds of people away so that I don't have a voice in their life anymore to share Jesus with them. Do you see what I'm saying? So, if my main goal is to make disciples, and that's what God has called all of us to, I need to live a life that makes that most possible. Am I doing that? Not fully. That's what the Lord's showing me. Are you doing that? Verse 5 says, They deliberately forget that God made the heavens long ago by the word of His command. And he brought the earth out from the water and surrounded it with water. Verse 6 says, Then he used the water to destroy the ancient world with a mighty flood. Now what's he talking about? God has once destroyed the earth. God made the earth. The the, the people on the earth were so evil. When you you look at the scripture, it talks about how evil mankind was. God finally said, enough. I mean, God offered salvation for everyone. He said, come on to the boat. But the vast majority said, no way, that's stupid. Because they were focused on their own lives. Now, as a young child hearing that story, that sounded odd to me. Because I thought, people are mostly good. That was my child mind thinking that. But as I have grown and lived, I've found out that because of our flesh, that's not true. And can I see a scenario that is talked about in Genesis taking place? Yes, I can. I can. And so what this is talking about is that during that time when was just living their life as scripture talks about no one is expecting a thing just like we're doing right now we're just living our life oh we're going through a little bump in the road life's going to get back to normal everything is going to go back it's going to be okay and then all of a sudden bam that was it well scripture teaches that jesus is coming again and that he will one day destroy the world Am I living my life trying to make this world a better place? Or am I living my life for the kingdom trying to make sure that as many people as possible are a part of that kingdom? We see stickers a lot and a lot of colleges talk about changing the world. Come and learn from us and then you can go out and change the world. You're not going to do it. This world has a fate that's already been settled, and that is destruction. Our only hope is Jesus. That's it. And so why am I living a split life? Why am I living a life that's, yeah, sort of for Jesus, but in the meantime, while I'm here, I want to make things as good as I can. Jesus is convicting me of this. Verse 7, And by the same word, the present heavens and earth have been stored, Stored up for fire. It's already been declared. They are being kept for the day of judgment when ungodly people will be destroyed. Who are ungodly people? Anyone who rejects the Lord. Anyone who says, I'm going to make my own rules, God, thank you very much. I don't need your commands, I don't need your blood. Verse 8 says, But you must not forget this one thing, dear friends. A day is like a thousand years to the Lord, and a thousand years is like a day. Why is that? Because God's been alive forever. God's going to live forever. Time doesn't mean anything to Him. But to us, time is everything. But God wants me to have an eternal perspective. Since everything... Let me back up. Verse 9. The Lord isn't really being slow about His promise as some people think. No, He's being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed but wants everyone to repent. But the day of the Lord will come as unexpectedly as a thief. Then the heavens will pass away with a terrible noise and the very elements themselves will disappear in fire and the earth and everything on it will be found to deserve judgment. Why has earth not been destroyed? Because God is waiting. He wants everyone to repent. That's all He cares about. He's not concerned about me having a nice little comfortable life, getting all that I deserve in this world. He's not concerned about that. He's concerned about the people who don't know him. Now, in the meantime, does he love me? Yes, he does. Does he bless me? Unbelievably so. Is that wrong? No. I am unbelievably blessed of the Lord. However, that is not what I am to live for. That is not what I'm to live for. The very thing that I'm to live for is Him. And what's He care about? He cares about the people around me that don't know Him. That's what He cares about. And so everything else, okay, do I need to eat? Yes. Do I need to earn some money? Yes. But is that to be my main focus? No. Is my main focus to be that my kids get what I think that they should No, that's not my main focus. My main focus should be that they know the Lord, that their friends know the Lord, that the people that I come into contact know the Lord. Am I living like that, not fully? Are you living like that? I'll let you answer that question. He goes on. Verse 11, Since everything around us is going to be destroyed like this, What holy and godly lives should you live? Looking forward to the day of God and hurrying it along. On the day he will set the heavens on fire and the elements will melt away in the flames. But we are looking forward to the new heavens and new earth he has promised. A world filled with God's righteousness. And so, dear friends, While we are waiting for these things to happen, make every effort to be found living peaceful lives that are pure and blameless in his sight. And remember, our Lord's patience gives people time to be saved. That is what our beloved brother Paul also wrote to you with the wisdom God gave him, speaking Of these things in all his letters, some of his comments are hard to understand, and those who are ignorant and unstable have twisted his letters to mean something quite different, just as they do with other parts of Scripture, and this will result in their destruction. You already know these things, dear friends, so be on guard. Then you will not be carried away by the heirs of these wicked people and lose your own secure footing. Rather, you must grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We are surrounded by people who do not know the Lord. And as it was talked about earlier, that means they have no hope. So what do they have? All they have is what is here and now. That's it. Are they going to fight for that? Oh, yeah. With everything they have. Because they have nothing more. What should I do about that? If I can step in and help someone and defend someone, should I do that? Absolutely. But should that be my focus? No. My focus should continually be, does this person know the Lord? And can I be a voice into that? But if I'm constantly fighting over the things in this world, to the point that I'm separating myself from all kinds of people, I'm not going to have a voice into their lives and that's the main point of me living is to disciple others. I mean, again, we understand this in our head. I think some of us do. Again, the only reason the earth has not been destroyed is because God is waiting. He wants more people to be saved. That's it. Am I living like that? Or am I focused on other things in this world? I believe that the Lord wants to wake us up. Is the world going to end in months? I, I don't know. But I need to live like that. I need to live like that. Father, only you can make things go from our head to our heart. Only you can make them come alive in our heart. And many times, there's these other things that we're holding on to, these idols that are in this world that keep us from fully embracing you and what you're about. We come in here one day a week, and then we go out and we live these other things, the other six. Lord, help us (laughs) to live for you all seven to make you the focus, to make discipling others, because that's the only reason that you haven't taken all of this away. Lord, help me not to try and, and to live heaven here right now, but instead, Lord, to bring heaven to others. Lord, that they would not be destroyed with this world. Lord, would you take that from my head and would you place it into my heart in a way that I fully live for that. I pray that for each one of us, Lord. We love you, Jesus, and it's in your precious name we pray. Amen.